Before we start this show, just a word from our sponsor. 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest that pro wrestling has had to offer. Along with their awesome line of pro wrestling apparel, they do offer many services. In the world of wrestling, there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads. Don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. If you would like to discuss possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or whatever, drop them a line. Go to 20 by 20 apparel. That's the number 20 X, the number 20 apparel.com. Now let's get to the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bum me, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yell about it though. You see me shining like a suit on puppy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my essence. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And on Fresh of the Word, we like to deliver wisdom through great stories from the minds of bright creatives of pop culture. Through those stories, we like to dissect the journey of our guests and present actionable lessons and advice for our listeners, no matter what career or avenue of artistry they pursue. And before we get into this episode, I want to give a shout out to Knox Money, Bang Belushi, and Foulmouth for the theme music for Fresh is the Word. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can always go to freshisthepodcast.com and just share any of the links for any of the episodes on any of your social media platforms. And also, you can subscribe to Fresh is the Word pretty much anywhere that podcasts are streamed. And that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, pretty much everywhere. And please, rate and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. It will definitely help out the show. If you want to contact me, you can always reach me by email at djkfresh at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at kfresh is the word and on facebook at facebook.com slash kfresh and you can also follow fresh is the word on twitter at fresh is the word and that's is with iz instagram at fresh is the word podcast and facebook at facebook.com slash fresh is the podcast this is episode 164 the guests for this episode are comic book illustrator and artist lisa sterl and writer matthew ehrman this husband and wife duo are co-creators of the series Long Lost, which has recently been optioned by writer Jenny Klein 
for development into a TV show. Sterl is also co-creator of the comic series Submerged with writer Vidayela, along with developing the Modern Witch Tarot Deck, a modern interpretation of the classic Rider Waite Tarot Deck. Sterl's beautiful illustrations have been used for companies like Vault Comics, IDW, Boom Studio, and many others. Currently, Ehrman is working on an original graphic novel coming out in 2020 called Bonding, along with, with artist Emily Pearson, coming out through Vault Comics' Young Adults in Print Myriad. Also coming later this year via IDW is Care Bears, Unlock the Magic series, written by Ehrman, along with Nadia Shamas and with art from Agnes Garbuska. During our chat, we talked about the creation of Long Lost and the opportunities it created for them both, their goals on Project Submerge, their upcoming projects, how they both deal with being a married couple that are both comic creators, the facets of collaboration, and much more. And before we get into this interview with Lisa Sterl and Matthew Ehrman, definitely want to remind you how you can support Fresh is the Word. I'm on Patreon now at patreon.com slash fresh is the word. For as little as a dollar per month, you can help out fresh is the word. And for the $3 a month tier, you will have access to the Patreon only exclusive episodes that will be a deep dive into my audio archives of interviews that I've done outside fresh is the word from the past decade or so for various publications, some I never even used. So go to patreon.com slash fresh is the word to sign up and help out fresh is the word and help out me and check out all the tiers because there's some, there's some other tiers in which you can actually be a part of the podcast. Go to patreon.com slash fresh is the word. All right, let's get on to this interview with Lisa Stirl and Matthew Ehrman. Yeah, thanks for uh, taking the time out to chat with me. Yeah, no problem at all. It is our pleasure. You two seem very upbeat today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. I guess I had a good productive day, so feeling feeling pretty good. Yeah, same here, same here. I had a nice productive day also, and I didn't even have to uh, get dressed. <laughs> I can relate to that. I uh, don't have to get dressed any day since is, I work at home. That is a it's dream. Great. It's a total dream. That is that is my that is my new goal in life to uh, to be able to not have to dress as often as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw you interviewed Danny Trejo, dude. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was cool uh, talking with him. Uh, I bet he seems like literally one of the most interesting people on the face of the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really is, and he's just he's like so he he's like so positive and like upbeat like. It's it, and he's just always funny, you know. He always has a good sense of humor. So so proud. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I first uh, I first met both of you. I I think was it at the was it at Motor City Comic Con last year? Uh, no, it was probably Wizard World. Yes, it was Wizard World Columbus. See, I, yeah. I get see, I, I, and I know you probably do the same thing. You just get these uh, conventions all mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh there will be times that I that I like run into people at conventions and I'm like I've met you but I don't remember where. <laughs> One of these cons, I'm sure. So, yeah, it happens. Yeah, cuz some of these when you're inside the the con, it all looks the same in comparison to the other ones. 
Yep, it's always in a convention center with with terrible lighting. Yep. <laughs> right, so it all just looks the same in my mind right now. I'm like, was that there or there? But yeah, I remember uh, picking up the the whole uh, first book of um, of Long Lost. Yeah, and thank you again for for supporting us. Yeah, definitely. I loved it, and you know, it was a good story. It was. You know, I love the the art in it, so it was you know really great. Um, you guys went um eventually did book two of that, which I still need to finish because like like I told Lisa in my email, like I never got around to getting number four. Uh, I just kind of missed out on it at my at my comic book store somehow. So um, I, I he she sent me a PDF of it so I can now finish it and then I'll eventually get the uh the print whenever I can find it. But um, what's what's been um, you know, being that was my introduction to both of you. Like, what you know, what's been the 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 feedback after you know since this uh, since everything has gone through with this uh, book already? Yeah. So I mean, I'll start. I think that I mean, it, it's kind of hard to quantify. Actually, uh, Long Lost was such. To me, it felt like such a long shot of a thing. Uh, it's weird. It's not. I I I don't know if it still fits in with you know stuff that sits on the shelf even now. And yeah, I don't think it's written in uh, the same way as a lot of uh, monthly, monthly comics yeah. are written. It's got a de de definitely a different approach to pacing. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and I'm so grateful for all the people that stuck around for our weird meandering story <laughs> yeah but i as far as like how things have been since it came out i i think i think for both of us um we have a comic career now um and i think that's like like that's the biggest thing it's like before we put out long lost and before it, people had read it and stuff like we we were way more unknown than we are now uh, which is to say that we are still very much unknowns in the grand scheme of things, but uh, uh, we have careers now, which is like really uh, incredible. Or yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, um, long lost. Honestly, through publishing those issues and going to conventions and getting our work out there, I've met so many amazing people in the comics community. And I've, uh, yeah, I, um, Long Lost was the reason that I managed to actually finally quit my day job and go full-time freelance, mm -hmm. which has been incredible. And, right. uh, we also, we also have a, um, uh, a, it was optioned for television. Mm -hmm. No, we can't share any more details as to what's going on with that right now, but hopefully. Right. More At to some come. point, we'll have yeah more news on that front, which is really crazy and exciting. Yeah, um, uh, for 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 a small indie book from two absolutely unknown creators, I was really uh, proud of what we did, and also um, that it seemed to resonate with some people. And, uh, yeah, that's all you can really ask for is that people respond to it. A hundred percent. That is literally all you can ask for <laughs> is that people respond to the thing that you put out in the yeah. world. Um, and, uh, and, and luckily we, we, we've been very lucky in that regard. So, 
um, yeah, it's been really cool. It's been really, 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 really cool. Yes. <laughs> Are we recording? Yes. Okay, great. I was just, I wasn't sure. There was no, like, I, I, I realized we were just talking for, and I didn't know if we had, uh, officially begun. So, uh, excellent. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> when you were going into doing Long Lost, like this book, you know, became, like you said, gave you more of a comics career. You know, what were you guys setting out in the beginning to do? Because it, 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 it kind of, it was like your, in a, in sort of a music metaphor, like your demo tape. It was like your, it ended up being like sort of your calling card to what both of you could do. You know, if, if you have like your own freedom to do something. So what were you guys doing? Like what said, what were you guys setting out to do when you first created it? Um, honestly, it was to be totally brutally honest. It was kind of a last ditch effort. Yeah. It was a, we had wanted to, mm, we had experimented in comics before. We'd, we'd both been creating art in one way or another in different forms, me with illustration mm -hmm. and graphic design and Matt with uh, writing like novels and short stories and whatnot. And um, uh, it started in a really organic, strange place, which was just like, we were just in the middle of the woods camping one night and uh, kind of birthed this weird horror story concept and realized that comics would be the best way to tell that story. Mm -hmm. And re and we both were like, this is the first opportunity that we've had to really work together on something that we're both really excited about. Because I think we kind of both uh, uh, created that idea alongside each other. Mm -hmm. So we are like, okay, a comic is what it has to be. And and neither of us had had a ton of experience working in that format. We, even had, though we, we had no experience, really. Yeah, <laughs> other than like a short comic from like 10 years ago, like an eight-pager that we did together. But um, so this is our first like serious, like, yeah, let's make this comic. But we honestly really, I wasn't expecting it to go anywhere. I, 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 was, I wasn't either. Yeah, we were both just like, well, what's, uh, what's the harm in just doing some pitch pages and trying and if you know it fails then we'll move on to other things and it didn't and uh scout wanted to pick it up scout comics and they wanted to pick it up as a monthly too we had originally pitched it as a graphic novel yeah we had originally pitched it as a graphic novel they convinced us to do a monthly which i was nervous about because i was like oh god uh monthly monthly deadlines but we made it work and we were we were pretty much on we were mostly on time with uh all the issues dropping um yeah you never missed a deadline no i didn't yeah um <laughs> neither, no neither did i no you no, no 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 you i'm just talking about you know the production side of things. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes with diamonds, things can go out a little bit later than you would hope, but uh, right. that, is, that is neither here nor there. But um, but yeah. So uh, lost the thread of what I was saying. Oh no, it's fine. I just before before Long Lost, I think we were each doing our own things, and we were in our like early twenties, mid twenties, like struggling, trying to figure out like our correct path for our creative like endeavors and comics just kind of presented itself and we fell into it so naturally that I'm so glad that we 
submitted that pitch and got that publishing deal and just went for it because, and also thank, thank you so much to scout comics for uh, allowing us to do 12 issues right off the bat as complete unknowns. That was an incredible opportunity. It's really outrageous. The entire situation that we kind of fell into. (laughs) And I really want to emphasize that we fell into this situation. Hey, we worked hard. We did work hard. We did work very hard. hard. And yeah, I think you actually really kind of, hit the nail on the head in that like this definitely is like very much uh a demo of what we are wanted to put out into the world i I think this was like a really good introductory thesis as to far as like kind of the stories that i want to write um and and, stories that i want to draw and the stories that lisa wants to draw we were both kind of testing the waters and kind of uh figuring out our capabilities and and like starting to like stretch and like experiment and yeah and there's a there was a really it's it's been really great to know that there's an audience for the things that resonate with you as a creator and I when I set out to write Long Lost and the kind of story that I wanted to tell it's not traditional I I, and I I know I said that before but it's it's really um not traditional and and Scout to their credit uh really really, really, really let us do the story that we wanted to do. Um, and that's, and it's like, and it's, it's real, it's, it's great. I'm, I'm working with editors now. Um, and they're making my work better, but with long lost, I can say almost with full confidence that that is a hundred percent Matterman and a hundred percent Lisa Sterl kind of unfiltered in, a very raw, unfiltered raw, demo tape. Raw, unfiltered demo tape from Matt and Lisa. <laughs> Not That's... produced at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about Long Lost that you feel like resonated with the readers? Piper and Francis. Piper and Francis, yeah. I think um, those two characters are uh, they're really special to me. Um, they're based off of uh, a lot of kind of the things that I – know and love about people that I've interacted with and people that I know and things that I know about myself and Lisa. So it's a, it's a big, it comes from a very warm place. Um, I love both of those characters so much. And I think, uh, I think they resonated. I hope they resonated with people. And I I think that their journey and kind of how they struggled to find themselves uh, and find who they are as characters um is what made long lost uh a special for people and special for me too i I think that's um i think i think also the theme of returning to that to your hometown i think it's something that a lot of people our age can relate to as well of having that less than idealized version of home home and you know, going back to a place where there might be a lot of people who you don't agree with or don't you feel like you no longer can relate to. Or are alien to uh, Yeah, <laughs> or, or, or honestly seem alien to you because yeah. of, you know, who you've become and who you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that part resonated a lot with people as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lisa, weird- when you're um, – when you were – doing the art for long lost, you know, what sort of, uh, feeling and mood were you trying to invoke? Uh, I definitely wanted something to be, I definitely wanted it to be 
kind of ominous, unsettling, maybe with a kind of tinge of nostalgia. Uh, the colors that I chose by doing kind of this, you know, warm, grayscale, desaturated, like, uh, monochromes. I, I, I wanted... I wanted it to have this dream-like kind of quality to it. Um, yeah, I, I, I wanted the book to feel kind of like you were peering through someone else's memories. <coughs> that's a really good answer. I think um, no, it's that's that's like I think I think that's perfect. I think that um, when I wrote it and. Lisa and I worked, I mean, we lived together, we're married. So like we talked about it almost every single day when we were working on it. And um, we really, really, really worked together to figure out the tone of what the book was. I, I think it's, you know, there's one thing to like sit down and write it. And there's one thing to sit down and draw it. But I think when you have a lot of trust with your creative team as, as Lisa and I both have a lot of trust with each other. Mm -hmm. I think we were able to kind of push each other to really hit those kind of weird esoteric, hard to define feelings that I think the book kind of lives in of dream and nostalgia and longing and all of those really big feelings that are, that everyone feels, but are kind of hard to articulate. Yes. Yeah. Well put. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the main reasons why I picked up that the, that first series of books from you guys is is when I looked at the art, it was I loved it. You know, I love your style of of artwork, Lisa. And when I you know see the other things that you do, you know, you know, I just continue to love your style. You know, when you're going into doing these projects, whether it is long lost or anything else that you've worked on, you know, sort of what is your goal as the artist and how do you work with everybody else on the team? Uh, I definitely, with each new project that I have, I go through this experimental phase before I even start like pages or pencils or inks of just kind of stylistically testing the waters because, like, I love the look of Long Lost. I love the way that I drew those characters and the style of it. Uh, but I don't, I, I think with each new comic that I do, I want to continue improving and growing and kind of uh, expanding on the, my foundations. So um, with each new book, I'm, I'm, I really try and challenge myself to try new things, to try new methods as far as like even even something as small as like changing my inking brush is something that I think about and test out constantly. Like I'll probably spend a full day just testing out different inking styles to figure out like is this the one that really fits the tone of this project and the style that I'm trying to draw in? Is this brush too thin? Or is it too thick to get the, the amount of detail that I want? Does it have that perfect gestural quality that I'm looking for? I'm always trying to, like, strive for this, this style that is, like, gestural and expressive, but also has, you know, the anatomical perfections. And it looks good, and it looks right, and it looks real. And with comics, it's such a balancing act between 
that perfectionism that I feel like many artists have, and then also time, uh, because you can't spend eight hours on every single panel. So you have to figure out how to balance. Like, uh, I heard someone, there's this quote, and I can't remember who said it, but it was something along the lines of like, the key to comics art is making the reader think that you've drawn everything. And uh, I think finding that balance between detail and rendering and expressionism is kind of the thing that I think about the most when it comes to making comic art. Uh, it's a challenge, but I love it. So. Yeah, another project that you were on, Lisa, was Submerged, and I really yeah. love that book. Um, I had uh, Vita on the podcast before, and one of the things I loved about that that book was that it reminded me of the time when I was was out in New York and I got stuck in New York for an extra day because of Hurricane Irene and oh, I f- yeah. and I felt like the that book really captured what New York feels like when something like th- when a storm is about to happen. You know, what was your experience doing that book and you know what did you know how did you you know sort of invoke that sort of feeling that the that the book was trying that Vito was trying to make with the story? Uh, it's funny that you say that because uh, I am 99% positive that Hurricane Irene was part of Vita's inspiration for that. Yeah, for I think so. Story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they they had that particular experience just like walking around New York City when there's just like this impending, horrible, giant storm about to happen. Um, working on that book was... Uh, a really fun like challenge in both like creating this real setting that is based on this very real thing that so many people are so like intimately familiar with, which is New York city and it's subway systems and it's streets and you want to have enough character there. So it feels like a real place, but then also layering on top of that, this bizarre mythology, these monsters, these creatures, these like illusions. Um, and Vita honestly really helps me so much in kind of figuring out the correct visual language because they like, uh, the two of us would send images back and forth of like inspiration, like, uh, talk about things that we loved, like Silent Hill 2 and like House of Leaves and, uh, from that, I, I think we both came to an understanding of, like, what the aesthetic and the visual feel should be. It's kind of this blend of, like, uh, almost, like, medieval Greco-Roman, like, patterns and textures and, sty- and like, styling of costuming uh, on top of, like, a very real like gritty New York city. And, um, yeah, it's a, it was a really fun project and I love like blending these two things. Um, could, I, I loved, I loved, I loved working on it. It was a fun challenge. Uh, I really got to stretch as far as layouts and paneling, which is one thing that I'm always constantly trying to, uh, challenge myself on. And yeah, it was, a uh, it was, it was great. Loved it. It's a great book. I had nothing to do with it, but it's I've read it and I loved it. <laughs> a lot of your work, Lisa, the you know, color wise is 
very much vivid colors of both bright and dark um, colors. You know, what, you know, where did that sort of style come from? Oh, um, that's a good question. Um, I guess it, it's funny because I was actually thinking about this the other day and I feel like when I look at my work and maybe this is me being hypercritical of myself is I don't see a, at least color wise, a similarity between a, a lot of the things that I do. I think I have some tendencies like gemstones and high contrast, but, um, yeah, uh, my color influences are hard to define. I kind of just approach each piece with kind of a few starting colors and build from there. But as far as like working within a, I guess a library of, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, set guidelines or rules. I don't really do that. It, each piece just kind of, uh, I don't know. It just, it just turns out the way it does. <laughs> so, no, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's I cool. guess, I guess, I guess in short, it comes from intuition. I, I don't think I can really define that many people or artists that have influenced me color wise because there's just too many to count. I guess they've all, I've just all soaked it in. I guess maybe Suspiria. If, if I had to name one thing that I think has been the biggest color inspiration, it would be the Italian horror film Suspiria. So <laughs> Nice. So with, you know, Long Lost, you know, opening up these doors for both of you, you know, what are some of the projects that you uh, are working on now or, you know, are coming out in the future? You know, what's, you know, what's going on with both of you? You can go first. Okay. So um, <clears throat> since Long Lost, uh, I've got, a, a, honestly, a lot that's happened. It's been honest, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, um, <clears throat> so the first thing, and I think this is the thing that's coming out most, uh, most soon, uh, upcoming is that I am the, uh, writer for Care Bears, the new Care Bears comic. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, it's through IDW. Um, my co-writer is Nadia Shamas, who is, uh, incredibly talented. She is the, uh, uh, she edited and created the Corpus Anthology, which I was a part of. And, um, she has a new graphic novel coming out through, I think, HarperCollins called Squire, which I'm very excited about, but we're both writing Care Bears together. Um, I was very fortunate to, uh, kind of, get in the good graces with uh, IDW and um, they offered me the opportunity to pitch for Care Bears and I asked Nadia if she wanted to be a part of that and she said yes. I think almost out of just a morbid sense of curiosity uh, and now we're doing it. We, they, they liked our pitch and we're writing it. I'm literally writing it uh, like as we not as we talk, but <laughs> that, would very, that would be very rude of me. But. Or impressive multitasking. Dude, I would, that would be impressive if you were like here, like, oh, this Care Bears, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> no, but but I'm actually writing it, I, I and I've been writing it the past couple uh, weeks now, and um, it's a really cool challenge. I it's I, I don't even know how to comprehend going from long lost to care bears uh, <laughs> that is I, a uh, that is a difference it, it's weird uh i never would have guessed that this would be my life 
Um, but we have three issues that we're writing. The first one comes out in July. Um, the incredible Agnes, uh, I, I, I'm going to butcher her last name. Um, but Agnes, I'm not even going to say it. Agnes and I will, uh, actually I'm going to look it up. If you bear with me while I continue to talk, oh. <laughs> I'm sure that I pronounce her last name correctly. Garbowska, Agnes Garbowska. Um, is our artist. She's incredible. She's done work, a lot of work for IDW. She's done work for uh, uh, the My Little Pony comic that they did. Um, and I'm honestly like very honored that she's doing this book with us. It's really elevating the Care Bears story that Nadia and I are writing. Um, after Care Bears, I have Bonding, uh, which is through Vault's young adult imprint, Myriad Comics. Um, that's honestly, I would say the, the, if I had to say like, that's my follow-up to long lost spiritual successor, it, yeah. it's definitely much more in line with what people know of long lost and know of my work so far. So bonding comes out in 2020, uh, I think February, March timeframe. Um, and bonding is, a romance sci-fi horror comic about, uh, a man and a woman, Marcus and Laura, who are falling in love. They are kind of going through the throes of an early relationship, but it is in a world that has been conquered by alien slugs that attach to the fronts of everyone's chests and <laughs> oh, suck damn. their life force out of them very slowly. But uh, everyone's kind of used to it, and everyone's kind of okay with it. So it, it, it's, it'll be fine. Um so yeah, those are my two projects. I, I have some unannounced stuff that I'm working on. I have something that I think uh, we'll be announcing later this year that I'm really, really excited about. I think it's going to blow people's minds that I'm doing this. Um, so I know it. Lisa knows what it is. She's not supposed to know what it is. Oh, it's very illegal that she knows what it is. But um, <laughs> it's fine. She's my wife. So right. she has to know how I'm making money. Um, That's true. So uh, I, that's getting announced, I think, this year. And then I have another thing that uh, may or may not be getting announced this year as well. So, uh, yeah, it's been crazy. Long Lost changed my life. And the comics uh, community and the uh, comics industry has changed my life. I'm over the moon. Couldn't be happier. Oh, and uh, for my stuff, yeah. Um, I have the... The most current thing coming out is I will be doing a uh, Glow uh, one-shot, uh, The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, um, uh, coming out in July, I believe like July 10th, maybe 10th or 17th it'll be out. Uh, Devin Grayson is writing that. It's a really fun, amazing story. I love Netflix's Glow. I love all the characters, Zoya, Liberty Bell, and it was the most fun comic to work on doing all these insane wrestling poses. It was such a challenge, but I loved every second of it. It's glorious. So I highly recommend that one. Um, uh, and then, oh yes, uh, I did a Steven Universe graphic novel, Camp Pining Play, uh, which just came out in April. April. So you can get, get that graphic novel at your local bookstore. Um, and then coming out in fall, I have, I'm going to be a part of two different anthologies. I think they're both releasing in October. I'm, I'm doing a 
I did the cover and a, and the interstitial pages to the Deadbeats anthology by A Wave Blue World. The, I, I'm in that too. Oh yeah, you're you're in that as well. You yeah. have a story yeah. with Sally Cantorino. Yeah, I'm doing a story with Sally Cantorino, and um, really excited about that. Yeah, yeah I, I got my pledge in on that. Perfect. Dude, it's thank great you for to hear. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's going to be really good. I'm so pumped for everyone to see it. Um, that's Yeah, the Kickstarter for that just wrapped, but it'll be out in October. Uh, and then I'm also going to be doing uh, the uh, Iron Circuses um, uh, You Died anthology. Uh, with uh, I have a story with Nadia Shamus as well. We've both collaborated with her. She's great. Um, I believe the Kickstarter for that, I'm not sure when that'll be going live, but I know it'll be out, the book will be out in October, and, oh, and, uh, my tarot deck, I also have a tarot deck coming out, uh, the Modern Witch tarot deck, the, the, uh, I'm doing a special limited edition deck, which comes with a lot of crazy stuff that I've made, uh, a silk scarf, an enamel pin, uh, a iron-on patch, um, a crazy uh, gold tin box that it all comes in. It's going to be nuts. Um, that is available for pre-order now. And I think that's it. Where is it for pre-order? Oh, sorry. At liminal11.com. Uh, L-I-M-I-N-A-L-1-1.com. So, yeah. Um, that's what we're working on at the moment. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Lots of good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of stuff in the works. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, see it all. What's, um, you know, as two creatives like yourself and you're married, you know, how do you, how do you sort of get away from creating? Is there any other time when you just kind of step away from it all and just sort of recharge your batteries either individually or together? We generally have like a soft rule which is after 8 p.m., we are not allowed to talk about comics yep. or work. And that is the time that we step away from our creative endeavors and just enjoy each other's company. Because otherwise, it does, it, it, it can have a tendency, a tendency to consume just all conversation. Well, um, yeah, because it's like you, I mean, it's like living with your best friend that you get to see every day at, at like a convention like you you yeah. you ended up like, it's, yeah, like, it's like really what it is we, we can talk about comics drama we can talk about twitter There's drama so much about... that we can just talk about in regards to the comic book industry the work yeah. that we're creating the stresses the anxieties the pressures everything about it we have that as a thing to talk about almost always there's always something happening yeah and so I think to for us as a as a couple that I think as as much as I am so honored to be able to and so happy to be in a relationship with a comic book artist and uh, I, I as a comic book writer, it's there for us to have a healthy relationship, I, I, I think we yeah, we, we set boundaries to make sure that we remember that, Although we love being a part of the comics community and creating comics that it doesn't consume all of our time or it doesn't define us as the only thing that we are 
doing with our lives. Yeah. And I think that's important for like anyone. You have other hobbies and interests. Yeah. That aren't comics. I play video games and Lisa <laughs> do does other uh, more productive things. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's about finding a balance and about finding those those boundaries that you both agree on and sticking to them and, and understanding why they're there and understanding how they help and how they help um, m- cultivate a healthy relationship, not only with each other, but like with the industry at large. Yeah. Cause if you spend all day and all night thinking and talking about it, it can get pretty exhausting. Yeah. You'll bring yourself out. Yeah. I'm uh, we're actually trying a, a new technique, a new, a new experiment, uh, recently where, um, I haven't read some of his scripts for his most recent projects. Um, cause I usually, you know, we like to share our in progress work with each other. Mm-hmm. We've decided to, wait till we get to read each other's finished products. It's really fun. So no, I really like yeah. It. So, so whenever, you know, bonding is out, it'll be a complete surprise and I'll have had no sneak peeks and I have no idea what it's about. Like the finer points. Uh, it's honestly pretty exciting. So I think it'll work. So <laughs> that's nice. I, I love sometimes when the way that comic book creators will like, describe themselves and i was looking on your twitter lisa and it says that you're a sleepy biplant witch like what the hell does that mean (laughs) okay okay so um the sleepy part i like to take a lot of naps like honestly okay uh, hold on for a second because um i feel like this is advice that i can give to a lot of freelance creators oh yeah um because burnout is a real thing, and if you are the kind of person that has a hard time saying no, you might find yourself overloaded with way too much work and not enough time in the day. So my my rule for myself, and I, I'm not saying this will work for everybody, but it might work for some people, is I always try and make sure that no matter how much I have, uh, no matter how much work I have to do, I at least give myself enough time in the day to take like a 30 minute nap in the middle of the day yes. and it is so refreshing and it makes me feel very healthy. I um, love and that it's honestly the thing that I look forward to, like in my mornings, like it'll motivate me where I'm like, okay, I have to do, you know, five more hours of work and then I can take a nap and it is very great. Uh, so that's the sleepy part. Um, uh, I'm bisexual. Um, so that's the other part and other parts. Um, I have a, crap ton of house plants true so <laughs> that is the plant witch part um i recently well not recently i, I guess it's in a few years now but i used to think i didn't have a green thumb until i started like experimenting with house plants like one by one i'd keep one alive for like you know a couple months and I'd be like okay he's still alive i deserve another one and it just kind of my collection started to grow as i learned how to actually take care of them and now i have a house full of plants and i've actually recently just started delving out into the yard and i just started a garden this year for the first time and it's a uh, yeah so i like to think i like to think of myself as a bit of a plant witch it is a hobby that i love and enjoy so that is my explanation for the sleepy by plant witch part of my uh, twitter description <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, for you know, this question is for both of you. Like, 
when now that you you're you know past this uh long lost um book and you're getting these opportunities to work on these other sort of projects you know how do you know what's sort of your method of collaboration with everybody else in the team for the specific projects yeah so i mean i'm i'm probably uh i'm that's a great question i think i okay so i have a pretty particular philosophy on the role of a writer in the creative collaborative space that is making a comic book and I think there's um, there's two there's two very unique kind of types of comics that an uh, that a writer is going to be making. So like you can do something like Care Bears, and you're typically going to be working with an editor, and the editor communicates with the IP holder, and there's like you are you're there to do a very specific job, which is to write the comic book. You you write it, you edit it, you take the notes, you make it good. And it's it's and 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 that's basically the the role that you inhabit. Um, but for the creator-owned stuff that I'm working on, uh, bonding in particular, um, and long lost for to to a certain degree, I think the writer and and the role that I like to inhabit is um, I like to be an advocate for the team. I think that as a writer, the job that we do takes the least amount of time uh, in comparison to illustrating the art or drawing the comic, coloring it, dropping in all of the speech bubbles, dropping in the text, like all of that stuff takes a, a, a long time compared to sitting down and writing a script. And I think when you have the opportunity of time on your side as a writer, you should be spending your time making sure that everyone gets paid and making sure that there are you're being both an advocate for your team, but you're an advocate for your book. You're out there, you know, making sure that the right people know that it's being made. You're doing the press when you have the opportunity, obviously. And uh, I, I think the job as a writer is both to write the comic and make the ideas happen, but to also be a support system for the rest of the team because uh, that's important. I, I think as a writer, you owe it to the people that are going about their day creating your ideas. And um, the most and the least that you can do is uh, make sure you're advocating for them and making sure that they're getting everything that they need to make the best thing that they can possibly make. Yeah, and uh, for me, kind of, kind of the way that I like to work with a team is very, definitely very collaborative. Um, I'm someone who seeks out critiques and uh, feedback frequently if I can. So I love when my, you know, the writer or the colorist is like super willing and available to just be like, I can just send them a screenshot of something in progress and be like, what do you think of this weird layout I did? Like, does it work for you? Because I like, I like including everybody. I don't like feeling like I'm working alone because it's not it, because it is a team, a team, mm -hmm. uh, it's a team project. It's a thing you do not alone. So I like any, uh, excuse that I can get to involve 
the other creators in my part of the process. Um, I don't like harsh delineations between you do this step, you do this step, you do, you do this step. I like being a either a person that someone can ask uh, what my opinion is on a thing or that I can ask someone else what they think of what I'm doing. Um, I think we can all grow and become stronger and better creators that way. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that is, that, that is my ideal approach is a very uh, collaborative back and forth method yeah. throughout the process. I also, um, I try to push my artists to be as much of themselves as they can possibly be when they're working with me. I'm with bonding. I'm working we're, Bonding is actually co-created by the incredible and incredibly talented Emily Pearson, who did uh, uh, Black Masks, The Wilds, and also Snap Flash Hustle, Hustle um, with Pat Shand, um, yep. and The Wilds was with Vita. And um, I, I, I really think that it's important when you're creating something that you own and that is a creator own project like bonding or with long lost or whatever it is that you push yourself to put as much of your fingerprint on it as possible. And working with Emily and working with Lisa and working with some of the other artists that I've worked with on creator owned stuff. Um, I, I, I try to advocate for that. And I try to push and challenge my artists to, to experiment and, and really create art that represents who they are. Um, I'm really not picky when it comes to the things that are get drawn in my book, uh, <laughs> my scripts are really light these days. They are very interpretive. And I think that's because I, I love the idea of an artist taking something that I've written and imagining it as something that they want to draw. And, um, the great and beautiful thing about that is it's so often and so incredibly far from what happens in my mind that, um, it's exciting to read for me. I, I, I get to write my comic and then I get to read it for the first time as if it's a new thing to me, um, which is incredible. And then I, 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 it's, it is a honest to God, like, like in, it's really incredible that that gets to happen. And I think that's because I really like when artists and I do weird, cool things and I want to do weird, cool things. So <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Kind of extending on what you both were just talking about, you know, with, you know, I've been talking a lot recently in regards to the idea of collaboration over competition and what I sort of always, you know, been noticing with the creator owned community in comics is that even when people are not necessarily working together, they're very supportive of each other. You know, how important is that, you know, from your guys' perspective? Oh, it's so important. I think the, I think there's a mindset in the creative industry that it is cutthroat and that there is only a certain amount of pie that everyone can get before it is all gone. But the beautiful thing that I think is that has happened in the comics community, at least in the one in the segment that I'm a part of, it's 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 a huge huge group of people and it's a huge huge community. But the people that we've managed to find and surround ourselves with and uh, that we feel some camaraderie with, I think everyone understands that there is, there's, there's no pie. It doesn't exist. Uh, there's, you, kinda, you create your own opportunities. You create your own opportunities yeah. and, and you're not taking away from anyone else. Nope. I think there's so much 
content that people want to consume in this day and age that if you have a good idea and if you can execute on it, there's a very good likely there's a very good likelihood that it'll happen uh, if you you know can do it. Um, and I think that's a I think that's a I think that's an understanding in the comics community, and I, I think that's why we're all so supportive of each other. Is because when there's work being picked up by creators, that just means that there's work that needs you know, like it's like when people when 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 one person's getting work, you can safely say that more people will get work that yeah. follows. I I also feel like the approach that I try and take it. A lot of times it it really does feel like an antidote to like professional jealousy. Yeah. Like if you if you set a goal in mind and you make it a part of your, you know, your day and your life to support your artist friends and your creator friends and your writer friends, then uh, you know, that negative feeling of like, you know, I wish I was getting this thing seems less important because you're seeing all of your friends succeed in what they're doing. Yeah. And you know, uh, all you can really, uh, kind of the way that I look at it is just like the only person that I, that I should be competing with is myself and the, pa the past me. I, I should only be trying to be better than the artist that I was a couple months ago. And that's, that's, uh, that's the only thing that I should be focusing on. And so it leaves me time and like the emotional space to really, uh, support, the creators that I admire and the creators that I like and the creators that I'm friends with. And yeah, I, 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 I don't think comics is as small as some people think it is. Mm -hmm. And I think there is enough room for all, for whoever wants to, to find some success and yeah. And, and yeah, I'll, yes. I, I think that the other thing too is that, Success is a is a big word, and I think a large part of feeling like you're in a community or it, you're you're supporting someone or you're getting support is that I think if you feel good with where you're at in whatever it is, I think success is a pretty. I actually don't know what I was trying to say with that, but I. I no, I kind of get what you're saying. There's a lot of different uh, meanings to the word success, yeah. depending on yeah, what is. your goals are. You know, there might be some per people that will, are like they're doing one thing, be like, "All right, I want to, I want to put out one, at least one comic book in my lifetime. If I do that, cool." You know, yeah. and and if it happens, they feel like they're successful with that. And that's yeah. incredible, and that's beautiful, and I think that should be supported, and I think that. They should, and they they are entitled to feel success because of that, uh, regardless of what happens around them with their peers, with with anything else. I think success is a very subjective thing, and uh, you shouldn't let the the definition of other people cloud how you feel about what you manage to achieve uh, in the short time that we're all here on Earth. Yes. <laughs> When you both sort of look up, look back to, you know, your lives and your careers, whatever you've been doing, if there was anybody listening to this this podcast that it doesn't matter what sort of avenue of artistry or industry that they're in, there was like a nugget of knowledge that they could sort of 
project into their own lives from what you've experienced, what would that be? I would say, and this is a very, actually, no, I don't think it's just applicable to visual artists, but I spent a lot of my college years. And then after that, agonizing about finding my style, my voice, like how I like essentially how to brand myself in a recognizable way. And I feel like I didn't really honestly find that until I, and this sounds so, I feel like it sounds cliche, but I just kept making art and I stopped worrying about how that art would be perceived so much. And like, uh, how it was going to perform when I posted it online and all those kinds of things that artists today stress about is like, how popular is this piece going to be that I poured, you know, a week into, um, I think that honestly, when it comes to like, like, like growing as an artist, I think it comes down a lot to, uh, dedication. Yes. You do have to work on it a lot every day. Hopefully if you Mm -hmm. can, if you can manage it. Um, but also like, not every single p you like don't put the pressure on yourself that every single new thing you do is going to be the next amazing thing you do mm-hmm. you're going to have failures you're going to mess up you're going to make things you hate you're going to waste time on a thing that you realize you hate at the end uh but each new thing you make is going to make you better and those mistakes will be totally worth it and eventually eventually all the stress that you have from making a new piece of art will kind of just fall away and it'll just become kind of an automatic thing where it's just like time to make some new art. And it's great to get to that point where there's no longer any stress or anxiety involved with making that new thing. Yeah, that's great. Good advice. Thanks. Um, it was a little rambly, but I hope I, I it's hope. all good. <laughs> um, I guess my advice, uh, no, th- yeah. So my advice is that there's no such thing as your last chance. There's no such thing as like your one opportunity. Uh, you'll have in the course of your creative life as an artist or a writer or whatever you want to be, uh, you will have so many opportunities for so many things that to stress out over one particular thing that happens to come your way is, is it's ridiculous. And I've started to learn that. I've started to, and, and, and it took some time to learn that too. And I think that's why, uh, if I could go back and give myself this advice, I would. Cause I think a lot of people spend a lot of time worrying about not making it, uh, or not getting to the level of success or fulfillment that they see for themselves. And then when an opportunity comes that, uh, seems promising, and you jump at it and you don't get it, you resign and feel like that's never gonna happen again. I cannot tell you how many times I had outrageous opportunities and I jumped at them and I tried to make them happen and they didn't. And I felt so heartbroken because I didn't think anything else like that would ever happen in my life. And if you keep trying, if you keep putting your foot forward and keep putting yourself in a situation where these opportunities present themselves, then more opportunities will present themselves. So yeah, there's no such thing as one last 
chance. There's no such thing as your only opportunity. You get a ton of them. I promise. That was very good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That was very good. (laughs) I always like to uh, end my interviews with the same question. And that question is, who is somebody that you would recommend that I could realistically interview to interview, um, realistically interview for this podcast that would have some interesting stories or lessons to talk about? I I would recommend Steens, uh, Christina Stewart. Okay. She's the artist of Archival Quality. She was an editor at Lion Forge for a while. Um, she is super talented and knows so much about both writing and art. She's incredible. She's incredible. She's a, she is a she is a game changer. She's uh, one of my favorite people. Yeah, she's great. I love her. Yeah, uh, I recommend Steens. I recommend two people if that's okay. That's fine. Um, I'm going to recommend uh, Emily Pearson. I think she's an incredible artist. She's uh, shockingly young for the amount of work that she's she already. <laughs> she's she's like young and talented and everything that everyone wants to be. Um, and she's doing bonding with me. And I, I, I would love to hear her do a podcast uh, with you. And also Nadia Shamas, who we're both working with. And um, she's got the graphic novel coming out I, in, in a couple years or so. Um, and uh, she's an incredible person. Um, she comes from a really, 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 really interesting perspective. And I think she offers something to the comics community that is really valuable. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I love both of those people. I love all three of these people, actually. Chris, yeah. uh, Steens, <laughs> Emily, and Nadia. They're great. And I hope they continue to kind of flourish in their creative fields, which is doing comics. <laughs> yeah, those sound like all good uh, recommendations. I actually already uh, interviewed Emily, so um, that w- that's already in the can right now. Uh, cool. I'll have to listen to that episode. Right. And um, yeah, the, and I already do. Um, I follow Nadia and uh, Steens online. So um, yeah, I'm very... Uh, um, familiar with the both of them also so yeah those are great recommendations awesome well, happy to help definitely okay you know before we get out of here where can people go online to get more information about what both of you working on and any of the comic books that sure that are available and just plug yourself yeah um you can find me on twitter at lisa underscore sterl um, that's, that'll be the most, uh, easy place to access when I'm releasing new products or new comics, new things. Um, I'm Lisa Stirl on Instagram. And if you go to my website, lisastirl.com, I also have a mailing list that you can sign up for. And that's about it. Yeah. You can go to my website, matthewerman.com. That's where you're going to find all the good juicy bits of information. <laughs> You can also follow me on Twitter at Matthew Ehrman for all those good juicy bits of information that I produce. <laughs> and uh, I don't really use Instagram, uh, but you can follow me on Instagram if you can find me. <laughs> you can your handle. I do not know my Instagram handle. Okay. Well, uh, good luck then. And um, 
You can also like uh, probably you could, you could probably just Google me and find out where I live. To be totally honest. No, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's many uh, Matthew Ermans out there. So uh... there's a few. I actually have a dream to recruit all of the Matthew Ermans that I can find and have us write a book together. <laughs> Uh, so you could have it by Matthew Ermans? By plural? Matthew Ermans, plural. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that's, that's, uh, I'll see if my agent wants that idea. I'm sure he will not. So oh, what are you talking about? He'll definitely, uh, just, you know, grab, grab onto that idea. Mm-hmm. Working with one Matthew Erman, I'm sure is enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, Matthew and Lisa, it's been great talking with you. Like I said, I'm big fans of both your works, so uh, good luck with everything. Dude, thank you so much for the support. It was a pleasure to chat with you, and I'm so grateful that you took the opportunity to chat with us. Like, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. This has been great. Lots of fun. Yeah. All right, that was my interview with Lisa Stirl and Matthew Arman. Links will be in the show notes for this episode at freshthepodcast.com where you can follow them both and check out all the upcoming things that they have in the pipeline. All right, thank you for listening once again. Goodbye and good night. Fresh is the word.